Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Oh, not much. Someone sent me something that I thought was kind of interesting. And I mean, I, I it looks like it's real. It could be real. I know that there are stories. If it's not real, I know that there are real stories like this because I've read about them. And you're, you're a dad. You have sons. And I have heard these stories over the years about people who uh, their son, sometimes their son might be on the spectrum. uh, Sometimes their son just might be extra shy. And I've read stories where they will pay sex workers to basically socialize with the son and maybe even, you know, help him get some sexual experience so that he feels a little more confident. Because I've read things from from sex workers who say that's one of the things that they are that they've done in the past. And like a uh, parent's version of Porky's. Yes, yes. That's yeah. what the older brother did it for him. Right. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, and so some parents will do that. Now, most of the ones I read about, I think a, a lot of these guys, or maybe all of them, might have been on the spectrum. I don't know. But the point was the parents were worried because they were adults and they weren't really talking to girls and they had no confidence. And I thought, right. you know, if we get this person to socialize with them and then get some experience, maybe they'll be more confident. But this is the, the thing that someone sent us. Okay. This was uh, posted, I guess, on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see this, Snowcone? I did not. Okay, so this is what the ad says. There's a, a picture, a, a big color picture there of a Buick Regal. And then the... A Buick Regal? Yeah, it says, date our son. Okay? Okay. That's the title. How old's your son? It says, he's a smart but socially... Or sorry, he's smart but socially very shy. Date, and they've got that in quotes, so I don't know if that means sexual or what. Date him and bring him out of his shell before he leaves for college. Okay, so in exchange, college age. Yeah, in exchange, we will give you a 2004 Buick Regal. Clean, rust-free, 40,000 miles, serious inquiries only, and then they've got an email there that you can, you know, if you want to date their son. It's well you can email below them. the yearly mileage of someone. Oh, my goodness, car. it's super low mileage. Yeah. 2004 with 40,000 miles. I mean, the car in the picture looks... Looks clean, and right. I was thinking if if this were reversed, and, and they were at you know if somebody was like our daughter's really shy, we'll give you this car. I was like, oh, well, I would do that, but then it dawned on me they didn't have to give to you the do car. that, right? They They're like, my to... daughter's shy and needs a boyfriend. I'd be like, nah, right? It's it's so, that's on all. Three Mondays and Tuesdays. I mean, even that seems fairly unlikely that a parent would have right. to say like post somewhere publicly, hey, our daughter, you know, she needs to date someone. Please I heard one time. Uh, in Trump's, like one of his first books, years and years and years ago, after he had gone bankrupt, right? Mm-hmm. He's walking out of one of his hotels or whatever, and uh, he's with, who knows, Ivanka. one of his wives, one of them, and he looks at a homeless person, and yeah. he says, that person has more money than me. Yeah, it was his daughter. I am, you know, $80 billion in debt or something. That person has more money than me. Yeah. I think about that when I walk. There, I was at Seven Eleven today. Um, and there was a woman 
who was who had a uh, like a, a little buggy, yeah, with nothing in it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she had an abnormal gait, okay, right? And as I walked by her, she was telling the cart to stay right there. You stay right there. Don't go anywhere. You stay right there. Don't go anywhere. And you know, I mean, I mean, the cart listened. Thank God. Yeah. But I did think to myself, like, she'd get laid easier than me. Oh, I, yeah, of course. Right, yeah. Just yeah, like I get where you go. Easier. Yeah. Just like, and you, if you, if you, you know, just like Trump said that that person has more money than me. I thought, yeah, right. Put put a contest on between who could get laid faster that she can get laid faster. I promise you. No, it's true, and that's why you can't reverse this. And even, right. even that's why you can't one, reverse it. Right. If this no is way. if this is fake. Uh, which it very well could be. It doesn't matter because, like oh, I said, man. I know that actually there are this real- isn't something that happened. It was a comedy trope. Okay. So, but, but so it's for a movie. Oh, okay. So no even, hard feelings. Okay. I guess. So, so it's fake. But even if it's fake, I have read these stories about parents right. doing this, where they they ask people to date and like, okay, this is the closest thing that ever happened in my life personally. I, down the street from us, there was a, a family that moved in, and I want to say they had they had two sons that were real close in age. Right. Maybe like your sons, maybe even a little closer in age. And, you know, we never had a problem with them. I never really talked to them. It's not like these kids came around and we played with them. We're like, hey, get out of here. I don't recall talking to them. They played in their yard. And one day, the dad comes over. I'm at my friend BJ's house. I was over there all the time during the summer, just right down the street. And the dad comes over and knocks on the door. And we're like, hey. And he goes, listen. And he pulls cash out of his wallet. And he says, I'll give you guys, you know, $20 each if you go play with my sons. Right. And, you know, we're both like, uh... We knew who he was, but we're like, right. you don't need to pay us. You know, my friend's like, well, you can pay us, <laughs> whatever. Right, sure. right. But I'm just thinking, like, I've, I remember even as a kid, I felt so bad because I thought, those kids have never even tried to play with us, though. It would be one thing if we had, like, bullied them or we just right. said we didn't want to play with them. He's like, come on, guys, please, cut me some slack. I, it's like that whole time. I had no idea that those kids were, were shy or whatever it right. was. And I felt just, isolated I somehow. felt isolated, and I've thought about that. I don't think that that's for, bad on his dad's part. You don't? I remember my mom being no. like, oh, my goodness, he tried to pay you. And, I'm, and I remember, like, struggling no. back and forth. And I've thought about that my whole life. I go back I mean, and I never had that. to do it. But, I mean, it's never happened to me, but. Right. I guess what's the difference between that and, like, uh, setting up your son or daughter on a blind date right. for homecoming with somebody else? Or I don't prom, think it is. Right? And it's not a big deal. No. Or what's even the difference in that and, like, uh. You know, a kid, Jeremy going with the teacher's yeah, yeah, brother, yeah. or yeah. Um, uh, someone asking Justin Timberlake and him showing up. Like, you know, I, I don't see any real problem with that, you know? Right. Or my coach finding me my, a spur dancing. You partner. know, he probably made a little bit of a mistake with you only because you now thought of those exactly. kids differently. That's the thing. And he assumed you did. But which we didn't. He, right. Which At least you I didn't. I don't think we did. I know right. I didn't. I didn't know them. I knew that they played out front, but they never came over and asked to play. And as a kid, you know, you're kind of shy. I'm not sure why we didn't walk down the street and ask them if they wanted to play. We just never did. It seemed like they were doing their own thing. Right. But that's the issue. You're right. Is once he offered the money, I thought of that family every time I drove by, and they still live there. So I still right. see them, and every time I see them, I'm like, oh, man, I hope, I hope those kids are doing all right. You right, know what they're I mean? probably fine. And I'm sure they're fine, but then I thought over the years... Did you go play with them? Yeah, we went and played with them. But and I, were they cool? Uh, well, so here's the thing. We went and played with them, and then we invited them to come over and, and play. And they didn't you know, go. Back the house, and they didn't want to come. Right. I feel it's like, like, okay, well... So like maybe the dad was just reading the room wrong. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just, you know, were they brothers? Yes, they were brothers and they're very close You know, there's a chance, age. like, you know, maybe they were like, those kids are dicks. Like, yeah. and who knows why? There's a kid who lives down our street, uh, seems super nice. Yeah. Super nice, out playing sports all the time. 
And I'm always asking my youngest, like, why don't you just go down the street and play basketball with him? He's like, nah. I'm like, do you know him? He goes, yeah, he goes to school. You know, he's a year younger than me. I'm like, is he cool? He's like, yeah, he seems, you know, we ride the bus together. He seems super nice. I'm like, well, why don't you go down there? He's like, nah. Okay. Who knows? Right. right. Who knows why? I think probably just because he thinks it would be weird to walk down there. I think that's what You know what I mean? Like, how us. do I just go down there and start playing? It's awkward. Yes. Right? And I think, you know, it's even more awkward when you're young. Yes. Well, no, it's not even more awkward, but it just, you, as do. you're older, you're just like, I'm just going to have to get through this awkward moment. Yes. I'm at this party with people I don't like. I'm going to go talk to that guy right there. Right. And, and, and we're going to talk just, about something I know I do not want to. Exactly. And being aware of that stuff at that age right. is tougher, too. And but, I think it's harder. You know, we, I'm not complaining about it because you raised a kid in the generation they're in. But when I was a kid, I didn't have, I couldn't go in then my bedroom. Right. And text my buddies from school and play Fortnite with a headphone on and talk about all the stuff we want to talk to. And he, you know, he's got a group chat with like 13 kids in it that they're talking all the time. So, you know, to him, he's like, well, that would be weird. I don't don't know that kid like that. Right. You know what I mean? He kind of looks at me like I'm almost, like I'm almost insane. And in my mind, I'm like, you can walk down there. Right. I, I, that's how I met all my friends. Of course. I mean, all of my friends I walked up to and they lived on my street. I'm yep. still friends with them today. I got a call from a buddy of mine, Chris, today. Just like, yo, man, just checking in. Wanted to see how you're doing. Trump trains little brother. Oh, okay. But we've been friends since I was four. Yep. But, I mean, conceivably, if it was today, I may never talk to him. Yeah. He's a year older than me. Yeah. But I'm like, it's, man, it's I don't know him. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. But so your kids are old enough though, we kinda you know, we've got a good idea of who they are. And they're both outgoing. They're both mm, no. Well, okay, so okay. Outgoing's the wrong the wrong word, maybe. I would say that one of them is a little more outgoing than the other, but uh My youngest can be not, pretty quiet. They're not socially awkward. And they do not have that I know they do of, have but friends. they may tell you differently. But just like, talking you know, to judging. them, they yeah. have a good sense of humor. Yeah, they're, they're kind of wise beyond their years. They're that's old, a, you know what I mean. They're sometimes they're, they sound a little. You're like, yo, yeah, lighten up, Sally. Right. Have some fun. Sure. You know what I mean. But, but I'm sure there's yeah. other kids like that, and you find those. They other have kids. friends. So. They have friends, and I right. I just don't see either one of them having real big. I don't think you're going to be in a position where you'd have to give someone a car to be friends or to date one of your kids. No. But if that were to happen, if one, if you had a, a child like that as a parent, you kind of put I yourself in opposed parent, to it. You wouldn't be opposed to it. No. What would your strategy be? I mean, I don't know that I would. You know, the fear is that they find out. That they find out. Oh, see, I thought. See, so that's the ramification in that I probably would not do it because of the fear that, like, you know, now you're in a movie, like they said, you know. Yeah. Then, oh, I thought you really liked me, but my dad gave you a Buick. Right. Well, now you've screwed up everything. You screwed up your relationship with them. You screwed up their relationship. Even, you know, if it is the movie, they fell in love, but now they can't get back together. And then if they do get back together, I'm not invited to the wedding. So while in my, my original thought process is, yeah, whatever, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's like basically going to a tutor. Yeah. No, right? Like, hey, teach my kid social skills. Teach yep. my kid math. There's really, com- like, I'm confidence. not. I know this may sound crazy to people, but I'm not that opposed to it. But the ramifications, I think. So you're saying on the back end. You're saying if they find out, it could do more damage than good. I guess I thought that these kids knew when I read about this stuff. I always assumed that the kids knew that their parents kind of facilitated this deal, and that they've hired the sex worker or whatever that deal was. They found you a date, and so I, I assume that the kids knew. I see what you're saying, though. It would be better. It would be more ideal if the kids didn't know that you'd set this up. And well, they I can't imagine how they would know. Yeah, I, see I can't imagine saying. how you could make it so they know. Like, hey, this girl's going to come over and take you out, and we gave her a Buick. Right. I mean, I mean, I guess maybe I guess I thought, she's going to take you out with her friends and hang out. We gave her a Buick. 
Uh, maybe. The things I've read about with the sex workers, okay. it was, I got the impression that they knew. I think it'd be, be more sister. apt to be like, no one shall speak of this. Right. Yeah. I, and I just remember my mom and everyone, that, that kind of scarlet letter that that dad got in my neighborhood for offering us cash to play with his sons. And I've just every time I think back on that, I'm like, if my kids were you know couldn't come out of the shell and they weren't playing with anyone but there were kids all around the neighborhood i think i would do the same thing that guy did i don't think i'd have a big problem with going out and saying hey man, i think i'd try to do other stuff first try, find maybe something other than cash right but, but what I is that you trying, know put a pool in my backyard buy fun stuff that it's right. Right, you've got a trampoline you've got right. a pool you've got go-karts go right that's what you gotta a do wiffle ball field in the yeah. back like you know right. that's where and that, You're probably a little better off, although all that's more than 20 bucks. No, it is, but right. then what's the equivalent of that for your adult child who isn't dating anyone? Get them a, get them a sweet car, right? Get them, yeah. get them some nice clothes, get them a sweet car. I feel like eventually... Well, I, mean, I think that's part of your job them. as a parent. And not a sweet car, but, I mean, what you can afford. Try but I think, sure. like, make sure... When they're leaving the house, you're not... They don't you look know. like I did. I always, man, you used to drive me crazy, but when they are younger, I still do it. Like, yo, you're not going to school with bedhead. <laughs> right, right. Like, and I would hate when they, you know, left another place and came to me and I could tell they had bedhead all day. Yeah. I'm like, yo, don't be that kid. Right. Like, we all seriously, but kid. there's, you know, people who come to work with it like it. And I'm like, just... I'm not saying you have to be, have the coolest haircut or whatever. It looked like you gave it a shot. Like you cleaned up. Like, yeah, you, you just gave, you, co- you combed your hair. That's right. It. Like, you know, those little things, you can help your kid. I'm not saying they're going to be the coolest. They have to have the nicest Jordans or whatever, all that stuff. But you can do little things like make sure their pants fit. Yeah, and I know it's like, tough. Like, make sure they're not too short. Because my mom really tried hard to get me to change. I mean, she was mad. I went, I went through that hippie phase. She was begging me to, you know, don't wear well, that I out of the house. She pick, tried throwing stuff away. I try not to pick their stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, they got to find their own thing. But I will make sure it fits. Right. Right? Like, the pants fit, right? The shirt fits. Like, it's if not, that's what it's you want to wear, that's fine. Wrinkled. If you want to, you know, I got one kid with long hair and one with... Hair that's shaved on the sides, like whatever your style is, sure, but just is fine with me. But I'm let's it. just make sure that it's clean, yeah, to some degree, and that you know you combed your hair. Yeah, you do that stuff. I think the Buick Regal. You can drive the Buick Regal. Right, and yeah. find some chicks. The Church, the Church of Laszlo. Hey Russell, how are you? How are you? Good, Russell Simmons. Uh, I, you know, I don't think people need a uh, background on you, but you know, obviously the co-founder of uh, Def Jam with Rick Rubin. Yeah. And then uh, a, a million other things, but I want to talk to you about your book, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problems. Uh, the book is called Super Rich, A Guide to Having It All. Yes, that's right. The first question is, what is it all? Um, well, the, the book is a, is, a, is a second book. You know, I've written two other books, but this second book on this subject. Uh, about five years ago, I wrote a book, and the book was written because uh, I had been studying yoga for 15 years. I've been reading all the scripture, and I, I believe yoga is, uh, could be defined as a science of happiness. And a state of yoga is a state of needing nothing. So that, that's kind of it. Like a Christ consciousness needing nothing. That's bliss. And so we want to operate from a place where we don't have fear, we don't have negative energy, we don't have anything that you don't carry any weight. So I wrote a book that borrowed some of the yeah, or kind of simplified the yogic science. It was called Do You. Oprah took the book, and I wrote it because they gave me a bunch of money. I gave it all to charity. Right. I wrote the book. It was for me to take all the years of teachings and simplify them and put them out. The book went 
top bestseller, every place I went, someone would come up to me and say, your book changed my life. This book, Super Rich, is a how-to book. You know, and it's about consciousness. I mean, as much as it, it implies uh, you think rich means um, worldly things, it's really about the state of consciousness. Of course, those who are fully super rich or enlightened can attract whatever they imagine. The imagination becomes whatever they can imagine. So, you know, the imagination, hard work, dedication, and faith is the end. You know, that's, that's, that's the magic combination. And that's in the scripture, and in the yogic scripture, certainly. And, and it really is, those who have total faith become like the miracle workers. We're not going there this week. But it is, as you move towards enlightenment, the, word, the, the road to enlightenment is paved with gold. The guy who comes to work, who's happy to give everybody everything they need, the servant, the good servant is the president, because he makes everybody better. And eventually everybody looks to him to keep making them better. So the intern comes in, he gives until, he, until you can't live without him. So he can't lose a job. He gets the job at the end of the internship because he can't live without him. And he just keeps giving. And then, you know, one day everybody looks to him for direction as well as only for support. And that's the same thing. I saw David Geffen in the mailroom. I saw Puffy. I went to Andre's office in my hand, my left hand. I've got coffee in my hand. How do you know I want coffee? You, and that's how he was. And that's, Brett Ratner was like a puppy. He was just giving everything anybody wanted. Um, Leo Cohen, like everybody's slave. Now he's the chairman of Warner Brothers. Right. You know, Kevin Laws was not even an intern. He was a street team member. One day he was the head of promotion. I don't even know how it happened, except that every time I looked up, he was handing me whatever I wanted. And not only me, he didn't just impress me. It was all the employees at the company that fell in love with him and looked to him. A guy who was under him, who was over him, I'm sorry, the head of promotion, had Kevin working in the mid-Atlantic. Kevin was promoting records. The head of promotion said, Kevin Lyle is the president of your company. He didn't say, I'm the president. He said, he's the president. Kevin Lyle didn't even want the post. He was so busy being a servant, he didn't want to upset the balance of a company that was working so well. But guess what? He had to be the president. And that's how he became. And, and, I, and I've seen it enough to know that what's in the scripture is true. If you're a happy giver, if you're a good, focused giver, and you know that you have control over your actions, and you're not worried about your results, you become a good getter. Good givers are great getters. And the book's about that. So it's, it's kind of like the secret, only instead of visualizing what we want, we're yeah, talking about give. We're I'm talking about... Right, not the secret, because the core of the secret is, 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 is these principles mm-hmm. that are beyond praying for things. Right. Well, but get the, 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 the things you get are the, are, are the, are the byproduct of what you get of, of the consciousness that you develop. You know, this the is an interesting concept. And again, we're talking to Russell Simmons, and it sounds like it works for a lot of people. Look, man, we're in radio. You see it work here. Guys come in to make themselves indispensable. When I came here, I was, I was part-time. Now I'm the program director. I get it. Those things happen. But there's a lot of people who've come here, done good work, and gotten fired. That happens. I mean, this is real yeah, life. You don't have to reap what you sow all the time. Yeah, but not everybody who does great things and does good things. Also, your work is your prayer, though. You enjoy that work. Yes. You enjoy that work. So you go to work, you're a happy giver. You're not giving, you're not trading. See, that's the thing about the secret. The secret, you're trading. Other books like this, these self-help books, they tell you, if you do this, you'll get that. And I didn't have that in the book. And I I wrote the book in two months, and then my brother, who was a prosperity preacher, who understood the way people think, said, Russell, 
You can't give it to them this raw. The Buddhists say give it all away. What they mean in Lakshmi, you see her, she's only giving, she's not concerned. But the Indian goddess Lakshmi, the deity, is diamonds and everything around her feet. And all you see her giving, she ain't looking at her feet. She's not worried about the, the she just can, she's replenishing as she's giving. She can't help it. That's what we want people to do. But in the short term, she said, Rev, tell me, uh, Jesus taught two sermons, Russell. I knew about this, but when he told me, it was so crystal clear. One for the masses who are anxiety-filled and had to pay their Romans their taxes on time. And one for his disciples. Keep your head down and do good work. Be a good servant. Now, when you, when, when you talk about Scripture... Words, there's a promise that there's a result. And that promise... You know, I said there are two sermons, but the real truth is the one who gives without expectation is even the greater. He's even more set to receive. Okay. He's going to end up with even more. The guy who doesn't... He's not looking to make the boss happy. He's looking to make the team happy. He's looking to really give. He's not looking to trade. And those are the guys who really make it to the top. We have to move on. If you don't mind saying goodbye to Russell, I just have to move to the next station, please. Well, uh, you know, but listen, but the point is, super rich is likened to Christ consciousness, or the state of yoga, the state of needing nothing, or nirvana. I mean, every, every prophet reminded you, if you are still, and there's a chapter on meditation, and it's this idea of not having, being fearful, separating you from fear, and, and allowing you to free him to give. That's, that's really what the book's about. It's about giving you the courage to get out of bed and think about what you want to give versus what you want to get. And this is how you become successful in the world, but it's also the, the thing that makes you happy. And the book's about making you happy. And super rich people, they don't need nothing. And, and a quick story before I get off. The story in the book about uh, the guy who lived in the shanty house had nothing. He'd get up, he'd meditate, he'd go out, he'd look for his daily bread and water. He was the, the, everybody loved him. He's such a sweet man. He gave smiles. He got smiles. He was a good giver. He could never starve. He'd always get his bread and water, and he was never a problem. Now, he lived to be 100 and some odd years old. Then the billionaire wakes up, looks at the stock market, and his heart's pounding like crazy. He's always needy. Neediness is the cause of suffering. Needing nothing is the cause of, bl cause of bliss. Yeah, but how would you rather wake up? That story's, no, excuse my friends, horse how would no, you rather guy, wake guy, up? Would you rather wake up a billionaire or just guy, eating bread and water? Well, you can say it's horse. Did you say horse? So it's horse. Horse. Then you believe that you get money for one reason. For what? Tell me why you get money. Well, I don't. It's not about money. Happiness isn't about money. You got me there. What would money do for you? Personally. I don't. Money can buy. Uh, 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 money can buy things. It cannot buy happiness. All but right, if you're well, asking me, but hold on a second. You hold on a second. No, listen to me. No, you listen to me for a second. Maybe you've been sitting around in an office somewhere telling everybody how to do things at Def Jam Records for the last 30 years, asking them to get you f***ing coffee, but not here. So hold on a second. If there's a difference between waking up poor like I have, where you only have a dollar and a dog and you split a whopper between you and your dog, waking up poor, real poor, and doing your job and waking up with a billion dollars. The stress of having a billion dollars and wondering what the stock market is going to do is a little bit different than the stress of waking up and figuring out where you're going to eat next. Those are two different stress factors. Right. Russell, we got we to gotta go. I'm going to drop. Oh, he hung up. F*** him. The Church of Alaska. Yo, yo. What are you giving out for Halloween, kid? Laffy Taffy, because that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Yeah.
I would pick out the banana because that's my least favorite, but uh, let them have it. Maybe they I like, like the it. banana. Well, that's the original flavor. That's I feel my like people favorite. Like it. yeah. It's my least favorite, so I still give it out. I to like the banana kids. flavored candy in general. Sometimes I do. It's just with Laffy Taffy for whatever reason hmm. I don't. What about you? Pop again? Yeah, I'm the full cans of pop guy. Nice. What I bought a bunch of twelve packs of pop. What kind? Oh, you know, I try to get like the regular ones. You know, like Pepsi. I buy. A couple 12-packs of Pepsi, because I think, you know, you just got to get the regular stuff, right? But then I'll do, like, the Grape Crush, Orange Crush. Yeah, that's the fun stuff. Just some different flavored ones. So I'm like, your parents never buy you this. Right, they don't have it at the house. Your parents never buy you this, so I'll get you this. But And then I'll do, you know, like a 12-pack of Diet something or Coke Zero, just in case, I don't know, some kids like, you know. I'm diabetic. You're like, oh. Right, or my parents won't let me have it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to not have it, but. There's never any of those gone. They just go back in the house to me. But I what? feel like I would be rude. I always buy a couple because I feel like I'd be rude if I didn't offer it, which is weird because when you give out candy, you don't offer a sugar-free version of Reese's Pieces, which they make. Yeah. But I feel like if I put the pop out there and I don't put Diet Pop out there, then, uh, you know, I, I may offend somebody. Yeah, I'm old, so any pop I remember was definitely not Diet, but times have changed. I see kids drinking Diet Pop all the yeah, time. All the time. So I don't know. Of course, also, when I was young, there was a lot of speculation that diet was bad for you. Right. Oh, no, that could give you diseases and yeah, yeah. you just didn't drink it. Uh, but things, I'm the full can of pop guy. I like that. It makes the bag feel heavier, too, like you got more stuff. Yeah, um, and people are they're always kind of surprised by it. And I told you the story. It was like years ago when my kids were really little, and we were walking. We had walked a while, and they were like, well, we got to go down to this house. And it was like even further. And I was like, why? And like I thought, does this guy do some crazy decorations or something? And they go, no, he's the pop guy. I'm like, the pop guy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always puts out full cans of pop that kids can get. And I was like, and you guys want to walk further for that? Right. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like. It's pop. But in my head, I'm like, it's what it. A lot of kids, people don't put pop in their house anymore that much. No, that doesn't surprise me. You know what me. I mean? And yeah. so and they're probably not allowed to drink it. And if they do get it, it's probably diet, right? Or those little cans and, or Yeah, something. and I'm like, yeah. you know what? If you guys are going to walk that far, I'll be the pop guy because when you guys go out to egg houses and stuff or kick an old man down on the ground or steal from his car, you'll be like, not his house. He's the pop guy. Yeah. You want to be like, oh, the full-size candy bar guy, the nice guy, you know, you a lot of times the coach of a team, something, right? Yeah. I'll just be the guy. Hey, this guy always shells out big cans of pop. Just egg someone else's house. Right. I'm like, yes. Don't piss the kids off. Right. That's the, that's the main goal. Don't You don't want your house to get eggs. And I see all those uh, memes, you know. I'm also, like, if, a, if, a, if, a, if teenagers come to your house, give them the candy. Yeah, I don't Quit care. Quit being dicks. I don't care. People get mad about that. I'm like, why are you, what, what are you talking about? If you're in your 30s, I don't care. It's like, well, I don't that's, care. that's weird, but whatever. I'd rather <laughs> yeah, just I give don't this care. To you. I'm not going to take a stand here. Right. And, like, and by no. the way, if you're just going out and you want to have fun, and I don't care how, I could be 50. I would be happy to see a 50 year old couple dressed up going door to door getting candy. But whatever. I don't care. Look like oh. a cute, nice night out where you guys took a walk. Congratulations. Like, what do I care what person comes up to my door to get candy? Why would I judge them at all? Yeah, I'd like to do it. I'd like to go trick-or-treating. I'd Why like not? to get some candy. Yeah, we got go candy with you and your girlfriend. Today. You guys dress up. I love candy. Go house to house. I don't understand why more adults don't do it. Some like, when did rule. we decide that we, like, ah, you know. 13's the cutoff. Right, or whatever it is. Why? Why can't adults go door to door? And why do people get weird about it? Like, how cool would it be if you had, you know, a, a elderly couple or even just a regular couple, you know, and everybody did it on Halloween? 
kids and adults, and they went door to door and trick or treating. I'd be good with a that. way to get your na- get to know your neighbors, right? Like, why? I I don't understand why there's a cutoff date. I never have. Like, why can't my dad go with like me? You know, oh, it's not fun for us. We're not. You know, we're not candy fiends. Yes, you are. What are you talking about? Everybody likes candy. You should be going trick or treating, but it's just some sort of dumb, unspoken rule that no one ever questions. Right. That's the problem. Is that nobody? That's ever the problem. I just did. Things. Yes, you just did. All right. So, what matters less and less as you get older? And I found this article. I saw someone had brought this up on Reddit about things that matter less when you get older. And then I mm-hmm. found an article that came out where they were talking about the stuff that that stops mattering, or at least matters a lot less as you get older. And uh, it's pretty similar to what people were answering online. But I don't know if anything pops into your mind immediately, Laszlo, when someone says. Uh, what matters less when you get older, but I thought that these well, answers were very me. good. Yeah, I see that. I still that was a think about, well, but, but, you know, I don't want to say that's gone because I still do care what people think about me, but not nearly as much as I did when I was 15. I hope I care less. I think I care less, but then I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just avoid people more. I, I really don't know because well, I, was, I think I, I care less, but I still and, care. But I care less. Like if I was, like I'm not worried a- about it when I'm waking up in the morning. Like if I wear this shirt, right. when people make but fun of me. That's because that's not- I don't have to go to this school. Possibly because I don't have to go to a school where there's a thousand people. Okay, but still, that, that makes you care less. So right, because of just my, right. my maybe that's it. Yeah, but Whatever. If yeah. If I've actually changed or not, or if it's just my circumstances have. So these are the answers that the top ones from this article. The first one is eating at McDonald's, which is super funny to me because I remember asking you and Snowcone. I don't know, like a couple years ago, uh, do kids still get super amped for McDonald's? And uh, you said no, but I've heard other people say yes. Like friends of mine who say that they don't even like McDonald's, but, you know, they hear their friends talking about it or whatever. So they want it and they use it as leverage that they use McDonald's as leverage. Okay, well, if you're good, you can get McDonald's. And I know that was a thing when I was a kid. Yeah, no. But I was surprised to know that that's still a thing. I don't know if it's because of the toy or because well, I didn't. My kids, kids they used to want to go because they wanted the toy. And then I told, I remember telling Euro, and I'm sure he just passed it on to his brother. Um, and the little one likes McDonald's more. He'll ask for it sometimes. Euro will never ask for it, but Chacho will ask for it sometimes. But I just told him, "Hey, man, we can just go to a drive-thru. I'll buy you the toy." Right. He's like, "What?" And I'm like, yeah, you just ask for, you can buy the toy. You don't have to have all the other stuff. And he's like, wait a second. So you can buy me the toy and then we can go to Subway? And I was like, yeah, man. And he was like, you saw these eyes light up like, wait, so I can get the Superman? I'm like, yes. And he's like, okay, so I drove through. I'm like, hey, I want two Superman toys. I'm like, okay. Yeah, $1.99 or whatever. Speaking of Subway, is one that I liked more as I got older. When I was a kid, I was like, I don't want a sandwich. If my parents or my brother went to go get a sandwich, I was like, no, (laughs) not hoagies. And there's like lettuce on there. And now, man, if I have to pick like a favorite fast food, it's up there. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I might have dinner ready to go. And then I'm like, yeah, it has changed, hasn't it? I don't know. Well, I've read this all the stuff online about. Maybe it's the employee thing where nobody wants to work there or whatever. There's there's stuff online for the last couple years, Lazlo, about Subway and people making all these criticisms. And I'm like, how can it be any different? It looks the same. But yet, the last couple times I've been, I've been like, well, wait a second. This. Well, I think the food's the same. same. It's just, to me, it tastes the same. My food has not been the same. It's just, it takes me, you know. Uh, half the times yeah. I go in there and they're like, yeah, we don't have bread. Well, there's that. Yes. A lot of that. Or like, hey, there's nobody working today. I'm like, what? 
Yeah, there's been mine's just been different. Like just a few bad experiences where I'm and like, the same thing. Where, right? But it could just be by my house because I have that Buffalo Wild Wings by my house. That place is horrible. Like the, again, the food's fine, but if I take the kids there, I'm like, well, let's order our drinks and settle in for that forty minute wait. <laughs> right. Like because I just turn. What football game are you going to watch? Because it is literally going to take us an hour to get our food. Yeah, there's nobody working at Subway. I walk in, I'm like, hello? And then they come yeah. walk in the bathroom like, yeah, I'd rather not help you. You're like, okay. Uh, <laughs> other things that stop mattering or matter less when you get old, um, social media, which, of course, I mean, I was just thinking, if, and, but you and I are of a generation where adults didn't even use social media at first. It was only for kids. It was Friendster. It was right. MySpace. And and adults hadn't even then Facebook changed that. Right now, Facebook has become this thing that adults use. I don't know if they're using it less now or not. I know that they're lo- Meta's losing money, but I assume that's because of the virtual reality stuff. But uh, certainly, as you get older, I would hope social media starts to matter a little less, and that goes back to caring what people think less. Right, that's what or I was the idea say, of so. wanting to be a celebrity le- less and less. Which, speaking of celebrities, one of the things they said that matters less as you get older. Is uh, which I just don't understand what they mean by this because I think it could be just the opposite. They say worrying about celebrities' uh, gossip and celebrity, you know, marital status and all the drama that's going on in a celebrity's life. I feel like that stuff doesn't really get going until people get older. I right. woke up this morning and one of the top stories is about you know new details about Giselle and Tom Brady. Right. They're not putting that out there for kids. That's because. Adults want to hear that of stuff. They well, want, they always have. They want, right. They always have. They want to see people magazine people doing not a perfect. giant yeah. magazine, right? Yeah. yeah. And by the way, that's where this news came from today about Tom and Giselle. I think that we've always wanted to see what people that are news? rich and famous. There wasn't any. Only that you already know. See, I just asked. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. I'm curious. There wasn't any. They said new details. And then I, I watched it. I was like, that's not new details. Just that uh, the kids are the priority. Of course. And, like, like, right. Obviously. And that... Uh, you know, it's very difficult, but they're lucky for the time they've had together. Well, they already said that last week. Right. It's really nothing new. Uh, other things that – this is funny. Other things that matter less as you get older, taking drugs. I suppose that's how it's supposed to be and how most people <laughs> right. hope it would be. Right? It's I mean, not really the case kid, for you, though. When you're a young person – but I couldn't afford drugs when I was young. You know, it was like, – Yeah, and, but and you still access. have a – I – and I think, you know, besides drinking – I don't do a ton of drugs. I did, but I don't. But your love affair with drugs has really never ended. No. You enjoy them. Yeah, I consider it... Right. Recreation. Part of my life. Yeah, that's the. it's my... Uh, what does a therapist call it? We talk, oh, rescuer. It's my oh, rescuer. Yeah. You got to have something, right? Um, pooping in public toilets. Now, that's you're supposed to care less about that as you get older, but I know plenty of people who are well into adulthood who still won't poop in public toilets. Snowcone left already because he had to go trick-or-treating with his kid, but mm-hmm. I know he has a, an issue with it, or at least he says he does, yet he does it at work all the time. I will say, though, for me personally, when I was a kid, it did terrify me. I certainly would never do it at, like, a restaurant. There's no way. And then as I got older, there was part of me was like, who cares? If you got to go, you got to go. I don't know, Lazo, but let's take the bidet situation out of it. If you're in an olive garden and you got to go, will you take a crap? No. No, you're still – it's not – no, I mean, it'd have to be an emergency. Avoid at all costs. Yes, it would have to be an emergency. Uh, the next thing that we care about less is drinking games. You know, we just drink. Yeah. Don't need. It. But I never liked drinking games. When I was young and first started drinking, I did not like drinking games. I didn't understand it. It wasn't because I thought this is boring or because I thought this is dangerous. It was because I thought, 
Why do you get to so- to decide? Or I, I, I'll just drink when I want to drink, and I want to drink right. a lot, and I'd like to drink quickly. I never really play drinking games. I know I sat down well, a couple times I mean, to try it, socialized. but I never did for socialized. I hated too. it, but I also don't like games in general. I don't like board games. I don't like. You know, I remember in high school sitting games. down and doing the, you know, you got the Dixie Cup. Yep. And you got to drink a shot of beer every 30 seconds for an hour. I don't know that one, but it sounds right. Yeah, and we and would, everybody would sit around. Quarters was always what I saw. And man, lots of quarters. It was like, you, you know, at least back then, I don't know if I could do it now, but man, when you got about 45 minutes in. Well, of course, yeah. That's a lot more a lot. beer than you thought. You yeah. know, when you sit down and do it the first time, you're like, it's a Dixie cup full of beer. I've got this. It's like every 30 seconds. But but my issue was no one ever said like, oh, you can't drink. We're playing a drinking game. Oh, here. no. So I'm like, you guys can play the drinking game, and I'm still allowed to drink right, as yeah, much yeah, as yeah. I want. Well, then I'll just do that. Uh, a couple other things that we care about less as we get older is what other people are doing, which is true. Yeah. You know, when you're in high school, think about you. If you had to stay home, if you had a, if you were sick. You just had your wisdom teeth pulled, whatever it was. I know I was always thinking, what is everyone doing? Where are all my friends doing? Yeah, I don't have a fear of missing out at all. Not at all. Crap, I don't ask what people are doing. My fear of missing out, if anything, is like when I'm out. Yeah. Like, man, I I wonder how much happier I'd be at home right now by myself. Yeah, which I think this is a good thing to end on because the other thing we care about less as we get older is being alone. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I think when I was younger, I To my detriment, so that it kills relationships. Yeah, I'm just not available because I just I like to be alone. I really do. I'm just less social. It doesn't mean I don't like anybody else. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean I don't like your company. It just means I really like I feel like I get enough socialization at work. Right. I'm good. I just come home and, you know. I think sometimes I I will be forced into a situation where I socialize and I think that was probably that was really good for me. And I think I enjoyed that more than I would have thought. Yet my default is always to just say, you know what also it is, me and you are just being honest with ourselves is when you have company or you go and hang out with someone, you feel and I do the same thing. And I know you may disagree with me to start, but. Me and you are the same type of people, and we did it all through our entire lives from elementary school on, and we put on a show. Yeah, you have And we put on a show here, right? And when I get home, if I'm going to have people over, I'm like, I don't want to put on a show. I agree. It's exhausting. Right? It's exhausting. I'm just, I don't want to do the dog and pony show. And I don't know how to interact with people without feeling like I have to do that a little bit. I have to make you laugh. I I just can't sit there. Yep. Right? And so it's exhausting. Yep, I agree. And because you're constantly trying to do that, you run the risk of making a fool of yourself. There's a chance that you could say something that you'll regret. Well, that doesn't bother me. It's just the exhaustion part of it. But it is all stressful. Like when we leave here, I'm done putting on a show. Right. And people say, you don't have to do that. Just shut up. Yeah, but that's how my social anxiety works. And a lot of people think social anxiety means you sit in the corner and you're quiet, which it could be. But there's another type of social anxiety, which is what I have, where if everyone gets quiet, I feel bad for everyone else. And I think, oh, no, right. I have to save the situation. I right. have to entertain people. I have to try and be funny. I have to say something because I don't even know if all of that runs through my head. No, it's not consciously. Right. It's just I know that. I've just read about it. They I got to do it. Seven. Yeah. I know that I, I know that if someone's going to be there, then it's not like I'm not going to be me. It just means that I feel like I got to. Make sure this is clicking. Yep. Right? Like, you know, all right, I got this. Right? And after you do it for four hours here and I get home, somebody's like, hey, you know, we're going somewhere or something. I'm like, no. Right. No. I hate it. Because if I walk in, I'm just quiet. You know, then people are like, what's wrong with you? 
Right, I hate that. Right. And and I also hate when I see But I also think because struggle. people know us and they know what they do, they expect us to do it. Yeah, I think do that what could you be do. part of it. Right. Yeah. All right, now, the time that uh, uh, I think six or seven people have been waiting for. Well, if you count the three of us, <laughs> yes. then there's, yeah, four or five. Country Psychic. Bam Bam says... He's a oh. country psychic. Come on and join the game. He'll sing the words to country songs with nothing but a name. There you go. That explains it all. Bam Bam, your first song. Okay, so... Does that explain it all? I'm going to sing these songs. I've never heard them before. You've never heard them before. You guys are my witness. Laszlo picks the songs. I pick the songs. So I know, I mean, I know you haven't heard them. And uh, I think that country music is so formulaic that I can figure it out from the title of the song. They're very, they're very upfront. Right. With their lyrics and their, uh, the titles. Yes. Not a lot of mystery. No. Last week was rough, actually. I feel like I had a rough go. I had one good song last week. You did all right. But the week before, we had we hit one on the head. Live a little or live a lot. Yeah, live a little or live a lot. <laughs> that was good. All right, now here's your first one, and I'll give you some clues. There's just some Because I, I feel like you know I screwed up the first week. So these this is the real music. It's the karaoke versions of these songs, okay? Okay, and I'm going to sing And over. this is uh, Ronnie Dunn. Okay. Do you know Brooks and Dunn? Okay, sure. Brooks I don't know any of those songs, but I've obviously heard of them. So I think they're real country guys, but now, I don't know that much about them, but it's Ronnie Dunn. They had a hit <clears throat> that I wouldn't know. Kicks Brooks. This is without Kicks Brooks. Kicks Brooks is his name? Yeah, that's the other guy's name. This is Ronnie Dunn. God, I wish I knew what I'm looking this up on. Was. Well, I can find it for you. Hold on. I think that's fair. I, I know they had a big hit song uh, that I would know. I feel like they're one of those groups that even though they Brooks came around after God. I stopped listening to country, they've got a song that I know. Let's see. Brand New Man. <clears throat> My next. Oh, Neon Moon. Oh, Boot Scoot and Boogie. Boot Scoot. Get down. Turn around. Go to town. Boot Scoot Boogie. <laughs> All right. All you right. know it? Yeah, I know that so song. So this is one of the guys in that band. Okay. This is Ronnie Dunn, and the song's called Bleed Red. Okay, now are you going to let me hear a piece of the song again you this week? a little bit, yeah, just okay. to get the tempo. Oh, this doesn't sound like Boot Scoot and Boogie to me. Nope. If I were you, I'd go with something like Bleed Red, Be White, Cry Blue. Something like that. Uh, hold <laughs> it's on. up to you. I don't, don't want to put stuff in your head. I don't want to put stuff in your head. Because now if I do that, people are going to say I'm cheating. <laughs> but I do like it. Uh, this sounds like a slow song. Yeah. All right, guys. You, you ready? When you're ready. Ronnie Dunn, Bleed Red. Let's go. i got to think of how I'm going to start this thing. Bleed Red. Bleed red. <laughs> He's bleeding red. I, it does not sound like a boot scoot boogie to me. It sounds like it's a slow song. Yeah. It's going to have a big, huge chorus, right? Sorry, I'm I stalling. I'm so. trying to think how to start this thing. Okay. Let's go. All right, hit it when you're ready. Uh, all right, can, I, can, can we start it over? Will you please yes, start right, over? Yeah, I think I got something here. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go now. Go ahead. Well, I may be a man with thick skin. I'm just as vulnerable as you. If you push me, I will fall down. <laughs> and if you punch me, I will bruise. <laughs> My heart, if you tell me you want to break up. Then my heart will probably split in two. 
Push me, I'll fall down. Punch me, and I'll bruise. Cut me, and I'll bleed. Push me, and I'll fall. Punch me, and I'll bruise. Cut me, and I'll bleed. Well, I'll bleed red, just like you. I turn blue. When I get a bruise, <laughs> cut me, and I'll bleed red. Sorry, all right, all right. Oh, that was good. I liked okay, it. Okay, all right. Push I me. Your whole I'll body fall. will turn blue. Well, pu- yeah, yeah. I guess you, I bruise. I bruise. All right, Meredith, you have the real song ready yep. for us to hear. All right. Uh, what happened to your thing here? Okay. You ready? Uh, oh, hold on. I can't. I have to pull up Meredith's uh, computer in here. All right. Now, this is a real Ronnie Dunn bleed red. Let's hear it. I'm ready when you are. You think he says, push me and I'll fall? No. Let's say we're sorry for it's too late. Give forgiveness a chance. Turn the anger into water. Let it slip through our hands. Here it comes, push me. We all bleed red, we all taste rain, all fall down. We all say words, we regret, we all cry tears, we all bleed red. Okay, so it's more of a we all we all bleed red instead sort of, of just thing. you bleeding right, red. Right, right, right. I thought you know I'm a man, bo- uh, but said, he did say fall down. He did. It was you from- said if you cut me, I'll bleed like you. <laughs> what? Yeah. Similar. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking he was going. I feel like for, you did a pretty good job with uh, that. And he said fall something down. about I f- will fall down. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm ready. For that. I think I'm going to count that as a victory. All right, good. I have another one for you. You ready? I'm ready. Next it's song. It's Justin, and I I don't know anything about him, so I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia for you so I can tell okay. you something. Justin Moore. Justin Moore. And okay, I think this song's pretty big. He's had a number one hit. This isn't it. I think this is a second single or something. I don't know anything about him. Justin Moore began performing during his senior year of high school. After graduating, he joined his uncle's Southern Rock Band and moved to Nashville, Tennessee in 2002. He is from Poyan, Arkansas. Justin Moore. He did have, and I'll even give you some more. He's had a couple hits. Okay. He's had one called Small Town USA. Okay. Backwoods, How I Got to Be This Way, and this is his latest song. It's called If Heaven Wasn't So Far Away. Okay. Can I hear a piece of it, please? Sure. All right, so it's another slow song, another ballad. Yeah. These country guys like to hurt. Yeah. They like to hurt. <laughs> they like to bleed red. Okay, all right. And what's it called? It's called If Heaven if, Wasn't So Far Away. If Heaven Wasn't So Far Away. Okay, I'm ready when you guys are. He looks are. real country. Remember, he was in a southern rock band before he did this. Okay, If Heaven Wasn't So Far Away. i got to remember the name of it. If heaven, okay, I'm ready when you guys you ready? are. Yeah, right, let's do it. Hit play. Hurt 
hurts every time I think about it I still can't believe you're gone If only I had been there watching You never would have drowned in that pond <laughs> But now I gotta wait to see you That's if they let me through the gates If heaven wasn't so far away I'd take a road trip and see you today <laughs> Come on If you weren't a thousand light years apart from me I'd text you and tell you how much I miss you If heaven wasn't so far away But it is <laughs> If it weren't so far away But it is Alright, that's all I got. She drowned in a pond? It rhymed with whatever I was working with at the time. <laughs> she died, though. She died. She died, and he wants to text and, her. And hey, did you hear... That was good about the if I make it through the gates. I was talking about yeah. the pearly gates. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, we if got I it. get through the pearly gates. Uh-huh, we got it. If I get through the gates, we got it. All yeah. right, Meredith, let's hear the real <laughs> if only heaven wasn't so far away. You guys didn't think it was good? I loved it. Every day I drive to work across Flint River Bridge. I've got a better voice than this. She's in a bridge. hundred yards from the spot. Or me and Grandpa Fish. Oh, I know she does. A piece of his old fruit stand on the side of Sawmill Road. He'd be there peeling peaches if it was 20 years ago. And what I wouldn't give to ride around in that old truck with him. Swear to Christ, I've never heard this song before. And uh, there was a pond involved. He went fishing, okay? This mother effer just went fishing. He, Okay, it's not his wife, but it's yeah. his grandpa. Yeah. And he just said if it wasn't so far away, he'd yeah. pack the kids up. I said road trip. Did I not say it road trip? It was very good. It was Look, good. this is so good, I'm beginning to think I'm actually a psychic. And I'm worried, hold on, I'm worried that people listening think I'm cheating. No. I don't know how I can prove this to you that I'm not cheating other than I'm a psychic. <laughs> there was a pond in there, guys. There was. In the first stanza, he talked about fishing at a pond. Yes. Something something told me pond <laughs> when I was making up those lyrics. And then something said road trip, and this guy goes on and says, I yeah. pack up the kids and drive up there and see you. Yeah. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> Is that spooky or what? It's a little creepy. And if you like country music, you just have to admit now that it's completely retarded. <laughs> no, it's pretty creepy. Pretty creepy that you're so good at this. You want to do one more or are you done? I'm good with one you more. Feel Let's good? do it. I All feel right. on top of the world and right this, now. This I have <laughs> no idea about because this, I don't I don't know the guy's name. Jason Aldian? That name doesn't sound. He's an American country singer known professionally as Jason Aldian since 2005. I don't know. I mean, let me just tell you where he's from. 
He's from Macon, Georgia. All right, real soon. And his genres are country slash country rock. Okay. So maybe that gives you... Maybe it's not quite as poppy. And I'll give you some information about him because maybe, you know, maybe maybe I didn't give you enough information about this last guy. If you would have known he was tight with his grandpappy, right. maybe that would have changed from wife to grandpa. Right. Uh, his parents, Barry and Debbie, divorced when he was three. He was raised by his mother in Macon, where he went to high school at the Windsor Academy. And during the summer, he would spend time with his father in Homestead, Florida. Uh, his favorite, you want to know his favorite artist? Uh, Johnny Cash. George Strait, Hank Williams Jr., and Alabama. Ooh, ooh, minus oh, this is going to be good for you. He sang John Anderson's Seminole Wind in concert. You're kidding me. Nope, you just said you... Well, then, let's do this. All right, so here you go. It's uh, Jason Aldean, and the song is called Dirty Road Anthem. Can I hear a little bit of the music, please? Sure. Oh, God, okay, that wait, sounds I, hard. Someone just said, um, it, it, they texted me and said I was an idiot. It's Aldean. I pronounced Aldean. it Aldean. I'm sorry. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Aldean makes sense. Aldean. <laughs> well, you know, if he wasn't doing country music. <laughs> it would be Aldean, right? Yeah, yeah. So it would be Jason Aldean. <laughs> okay, so it's Jason Aldean. I'm so far removed from that word. Aldean, it even looked like Aldean to me. It looked like Aldean. Well, I just hates anything Aldi, Aldean. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, uh, Jason Aldean, Dirty Road Anthem. Sorry about that. Okay, Jason Aldean, Dirty Road Anthem. This one does sound a little hard. All right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. You guys ready? Yep. Okay. this dirt road don't even have a telephone it was all I could afford to buy so quiet you could hear a mouse cry <laughs> no one ever visits me except the squirrels from that oak tree they keep eating all my cat food makes me mad enough to move but I'm Living here on a dirt road, it's good enough for me. All I need is a little space, piece of property. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm living here on my dirt road, just me and the dog. It's good enough for me and the dog, living here on a dirt road. Living on a dirt road, it's good enough for me. All right, I got nothing. That one was tough. All right. I didn't know where the music was going. <sighs> sorry. It's Aldine, too. Not Aldine. I'm sorry. If that would have screwed it up, I apologize. I, 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 I butchered that one. I should have ended on a high note, but I tried, guys. That music was tough. There's no intro. There was no chorus. Didn't really know what was going on. But Jason I feel like Aldine. The Bottom line is he's out on his own. He lives on a dirt road 
Uh, you can he hear mice property. cry. Yes. It's so quiet you can hear a mouse cry. <laughs> I don't know why the mouse would cry. Because it rhymed. <laughs> and uh, and there's squirrels and they eat his cat food. He does not have a telephone. Which I don't understand why he has cat food for a dog. Well, because he feeds, <laughs> in my mind, he feeds the stray cats. Come around. Everyone has barn cats. Oh, gotcha. So okay. he's feeding them. So the squirrels, so the squirrels the eat food. the cat food, but it's he lives there with a dog. But it may, that makes him mad enough to want to move. It does, but he can't move because... He likes his property. He lives on a dirt road. And he's got a little property. Okay. All right, let's see if I'm close, Meredith. I'm chilling on a dirt road. Laid back, swerving like a George Jones. Smoke rolling out the window. And ice cold beer sitting in the console. He's smoking weed and drinking beer while he's driving. He's country cruising. Yes. Turning off a real life driving, that's right, I'm hitting easy street on mud tires. Back in the day, Pot's Farm was a place to go. Oh, he raps! Up, hit the dirt road, jumped the barbed wire, spread the word, light the bonfire, and call the girls. King and the can and the Marlboro man, Jack and Jim were a few good men. We learned how to kiss and cuss <laughs> and fight. Better watch out for the boys in blue. Really and all this small town, he said, she said. Ain't it funny how rumors spread like I know something y'all don't know. Man, that talk is getting old. You better mind your business, man. Watch your mouth before I have to knock that loud mouth out. I'm tired of talking, man. Y'all ain't listening. The old dirt roads is what y'all listen to. Oh, my God. Come on, guys. Yeah. You can't do rap songs. <laughs> you Do you at least listen to the songs? Jason Aldean. Or you just listen to the karaoke version. I just listen to the karaoke version. I don't know what that I didn't know uh, I have no idea what the song said. That's why when I said he rapped. I really would have went bleed red, be white, cry blue. I don't know any of the lyrics. I just listen I find a song on the chart and then I go get the karaoke version. I'm not gonna listen to the music. Well, I still count this week as a win. Two was very good. Because of uh song number two, which was what? What was that called? Heaven waiting if only heaven went so far away. Yeah, that was good. I mean we nailed that one. I knew the the pond. Yeah. The This last one was not good, my man. The bleed red was okay. The second one was good. The last one was no good. But dude, you gotta leave I don't I didn't know they rap country. I didn't know we'd gone that far. I told you last country record I bought was fifteen, sixteen years ago. That was a tough one. I didn't know they were rapping now. He was smoking weed and driving around drinking beer. He was and that's why country I road and whatever you said. Yeah, country, yeah, country cruising. cruising. That's what you said. Yeah. And he just decided to he rap. He said he was hitting easy street in mud and tires, I think. Yeah. I feel like now, well, I mean, it's too late to go back, but had you thought he was driving on the road, you would have gotten Of course. It, it would have been yeah. a more uh, driving song. I feel like yeah. I could have picked up the pace a little bit while he was driving <laughs> on the road. Okay. Chewing on yeah. spit. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done all it. Right. Right. Very all good. Right. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, all right. My name is Slim Fast Snow Cones here. Laszlo's out. It is a snow day, but we're still here. You can watch us uh, try and get through this at twitch.tv slash church of Lazlo, L-A-Z-L-O. You can also go to our website, laszlo.church. And uh, we were talking off air on Twitch a little bit about getting in trouble. I don't remember what started this conversation. I think we were talking about – oh, I was talking about when the kid uh, accused me of throwing golf balls at his house. But I was asking Snow Cone – when did you get in trouble, like to the point where you thought your mom or your parents might actually stop loving you? You know the mm-hmm. feeling I'm talking about, where you go, if I get caught, this if they find it. out, they're they're gonna they're not gonna necessarily kick me out of the house, but they're not gonna like me anymore. Mm-hmm. And you hear parents say that, like, I love you, but I don't like you. Yeah, you know. And you, I heard it from friends' parents. You know, be said to my friends, I'm like, oh boy, that would be. 
tough. And I, I never quite got that. I got the, uh, we don't trust you. Yeah, you know, I got now, that. now we don't trust you I got anymore. My door taken off I'm my like, bedroom before. Don't trust me. They're, your door taken off. Yeah. How old were you? I was in like middle school or high school, somewhere around there. They took off my door, my bedroom. How did you masturbate? <laughs> I don't think I did. In you, the bathroom? Or you just were in the bathroom I don't constantly? remember, but I know my door was taken off for like I a week. I feel like if I had a teenage boy, I'd be like, look, <laughs> we can take the door off. But then it just means that we're going to have to be waiting on that bathroom constantly. I taken a teenager's yeah, door off. Yeah, I had my door taken away. Boy, you know, so that sound. my mom did something like that. It doesn't matter. I'm getting off the track here because what I want to know is what that time was for you. And you were starting to tell me mm-hmm. that it had something to do with marijuana. Yeah. Which is its own thing because now, you know, like in Missouri and a lot of other states, recreational marijuana is a legal thing and, and – Parents who have teenagers are now of an age where I think their views on marijuana are a lot different than people, you know, your parents' age or my parents' age. Obviously, you know, my parents were – I'm older, and my parents were older when they had me, so they were definitely from the generation of uh, – oh, what's that yeah. movie? What's what's the marijuana movie, you know? Oh, um, Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. They're yeah. from that Reefer Madness generation. Like, thought it was the worst thing ever. Right. So – uh, you know, I think that stuff will change, but it's interesting. You, you thought that yours of all the things that I know you said you've gotten in trouble a lot, yeah. but the, the thing that you were worried, you might actually, you know, push your mom past the point of loving you anymore was marijuana related. Yeah. Was getting caught smoking pot. How old were you? I was a freshman in high school going to Shawnee Mission East. Okay. And so then how do you get caught? Like well, she found weed in your so room? So I was smoking a lot of pot at that time, like in high school. Yeah, I'm a freshman in high school. Who got you into pot? Like a friend of yours? Oh, yeah, friends. And and did you stay friends with that person? Like, did your mom know who the pot friends were? My mom told me I couldn't sure hang out with the pot friends. Yeah, She's I'm like, you are not sure allowed to hang did. out with this person. I'm like, okay, you got it. Yeah, they showed up to my place smelling like pot. Like, I'm sure she knew who they were. Okay. But I would smoke in my room at night. And Did you listen to Fish at that point? Watched were a lot of them Family yet? Guy, listened to a lot of OK Computer. You weren't into Fish yet? No. Okay. So so it's Radiohead, Family Guy. Yeah. How good's the weed? Decent weed? Nog Champa. Uh, yeah, actually it was. I remember I remember I was surprised how good it was for like being my age. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so then every day before school, right by the school, Shana Mission East, there's a pool and there's these little pavilions and parks. There's also a police station right there. But we would go meet up at this pavilion and we'd smoke pot before school. The police school. station's right next to the school? Yeah, it's right next oh, to they it. They always do it that way, don't they? Yeah. Okay. So we would go hang out in this pavilion and smoke joints and we went to school. And then like I, during school hours? Like in between like class? Before, okay. before. And then at lunch we'd do it again. But uh, before school we'd meet up there so like, you know, 7 a.m. Do you smoke weed before you go into class? Yeah. I mean, I know kids did that, but man, I'd be too paranoid. Yeah, so I'd get dropped off and I'd walk to the pavilion and meet my buddies there and we'd smoke and then we'd go to school. Did you smoke? Was everyone smoking cigarettes too? Is that what they yeah. thought you were over there doing is smoking cigarettes? Yeah, we're all smoking cigarettes. Because at this time you could still smoke cigarettes as a high schooler and they weren't like calling the cops on you right mm-hmm. like where, where other students smoked cigarettes the, the school wasn't saying like you know you're in trouble for no smoking the school that would care oh they the did school care but they couldn't see us i mean the way of the where it was our parking lot us. was filled with kids smoking it said tobacco free campus everywhere, i think they but, knew but you yeah know, we didn't get in trouble it was for off it. campus so I, I show up to school a half an hour later or something and i have to go to the office to get a pass to go to my first class or something okay. like that and so i go in and then, uh, well, wait a second. You're running late. How the hell do you get a pass? You just say I was get I was getting high, so I need a pass. No, you just walk in and say I was dropped off late. Or, oh, okay. You know, I, or whatever. You're okay. running late, and so you have to get a pass. But you can't go to class until you get this pass. So I have to go to the, the principal's office. Okay. And, talk and to you the smell secretary. like weed, and I smell like pot because I've been smoking pot. And so around lunchtime, I get called down the principal's office, and I'm like, "What the hell is this about?" So I go in there. And my mom is there. 
What you see your mom at school in the principal's office, you immediately. Especially by high school. I'm telling you, there's something different. Elementary school, obviously bad. And the thought of your parents finding out anything in elementary school in and of itself is probably a little bit worse. Like, you know, get this signed by your parents. That was always devastating in elementary school. Mm -hmm. But the thought of a parent being in the office in high school. It's horrifying. That's really bad. So they tell me, hey, you came in this morning and you smell like marijuana. We're going to take you to get drug tested. Your mom's going to. So she, so she like they like call her. She's got to leave work and come get you yes. to go take you to get drug tested. Yeah. She how pissed is she? Oh, I'm you? sure she's furious. Okay. So we go to the doctor. It's like my regular. You go to a. a it was like my regular. My mom worked at a hospital. Oh right. So That's we go. Right. So okay. she knows people. So we go to like my regular. I'm trying to imagine my mom pulling me out of school. And like we drive. I already made the appointment. We're going straight to the doctor's office. Right. Like, and what? so I get there and he does the you know pee in this cup. And of course I'm like I'm not peeing in that cup. You know yeah. like there's no way I'm peeing in that cup. I don't have to pee. I already peed. I'm not going to pee ever again the rest of my life. I'm not yeah. peeing in that cup. And so he says, well, if you don't pee in the cup, we're, we're going to do a uh, blood test. We're going to draw blood, and that's actually more accurate, so you might as well pee in the cup. And so at this point, I'm like, I don't know if he's bluffing or not, but I'm going to go with the blood test because I know the pee in the cup is not going to work. I would have peed. So I take the blood test. We go home. You know, it's tense at home for the next couple of days. Well, yeah, and also, do you know how long did anyone – like you overhear your mom on the phone later that night, and she's saying like, I just like, knew it would be two a couple weeks. days. Okay, a couple I knew days. a couple days. And so I'm back at school a few days later, and that the teacher who would – you know, or the secretary who originally called my mom pulled me aside and was like, hey, I just want to apologize. Your test came back negative, and I am so sorry for accusing you of that. I can't believe I did that. Uh, all, I, all I can say is, yeah, you know. So what do you think right. happened? I mean, they just screwed up. They did they get the mixed vials mixed they up? Did it just up. not show up? It is made it, no sense. Is the blood test actually a little less accurate? Is it harder to find no idea. a pot in there? But there is no way in hell I could have passed that. That's the it's same thing possible. that happened to me with the, with work. You've heard the story about, so I was on probation for a long time, right? Yeah. I was on probation. I was about to get off for probation. I violated it, and they started it back over again. So... Uh, the whole time I'd been on probation, I'd never been drug tested. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I mean, it was part of my probation technically that they could ask, but they never did. Mm-hmm. I never took a drug test. So um, my PO uh, that I'd had for like three years or whatever, he left and I got a new PO. And uh, I'd only had her like, I don't know, maybe a month or something. And I came into work. I was working here. We were over in the old building. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was laying on the couch in the uh, studio. Mm-hmm. And Lazo walked in and I got up. And Lazo made some joke about, you know, me being high or something. I mean, I really, I literally wasn't. He was like, yeah, get your stoned ass off the couch. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It was, that's it. And I think I probably, I must have made some sort of a, an issue with it because I think I did say like, I'm not stoned, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I know you're stoned. You're such a pothead. Whatever. Which I'm like, I'm not stoned. But I go home and I don't, I know we were doing afternoons, but for some reason I must have taken a nap or something. But I wake up Mm -hmm. and I have a voicemail on my cell phone and it's my PO. And I I pick it up and I hear a voice and she goes, Hello, Reed, this is uh, your probation officer, Maria. And uh, I'm going to need you to take a drug test tomorrow morning. Oh, God, she heard it. And Right? So I'm like, how can this be? Right. You can't do this. So now, of course, well, I mean, I'm trying, to find, papers, right? I'm trying so to find not... my way out of it. Well, I'd never been drug tested before. Oh, okay. So I knew that this had to do it with had to be. Th- this conversation. So now I'm like, Lazlo, there's got to be a way to get out of this. And, and you know, Lazlo and I think alike. We're both just like, rather than just accepting <laughs> the fact that we screwed up, like, no, there's got to be some legal protection, yeah. which there were. We found things about, like, uh, 
You know, your probation officer can't follow you to work. Certain okay. things like that. Like the, the, there's terms, and I'm sure each probation is different. But like the terms of mine were like they're not allowed to come to work. They don't check on you with all they all they can do was like ask if you're employed and, and things like that. With the, our profession, it's you know it's right. But for my particular right, and so Lazo actually as my boss, yeah, talked to the probation officer. Yeah, like calls her because I'm at work that day, and I've got however much time until I have to go take this drug test, and. uh He's like, listen, you know, I don't understand. Uh, you know, if if Johnny Depp goes out and makes a movie about selling pot, do you go arrest him? Right. You know, so he's right, said on right. the radio. Who cares? Yeah, we're all and Johnny she's Depp. like that. I don't even know what you're talking about. She's playing dumb. Like I don't oh, know what you're talking okay. about. It has nothing to do with anything because okay. I think she knows that technically she shouldn't be asking me just because she heard it said on the radio. So I am losing my mind because of keep in mind, I'm already on my second round of probation here because I violated once before. Oh, There's no way they're granting oh, me another no. extension. So what I was facing, my probation was for 90 days in jail. Mm-hmm. So that's what had been hanging over my head all this time. God. So now Lazo and I are outside smoking cigarettes. I cannot imagine like, how stressful oh, are. Well, and Lazo's like, all right, you know, how do we get out of this? So finally, Lazo's like, look, uh, I talked to our other bosses. They said, if you go to jail, they're not going to fire you. And I'm like... Okay, but I still don't okay, want to go to yeah, jail. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah, you that's got a, that. That's got, good. That's huge because yeah. that was my number one concern yeah. if I'm being honest. But then it was like, all right, but I also still don't want to go to jail. Of like, course. is there any way to get out of it? And what's funny is... Man, you in jail, the idea of that just cracks me up. Just And I knew exactly where the jail was. Mm-hmm. I had friends who'd been there like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, it's going to be bad for me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at me. It's going to be bad for me. <laughs> I can't... I, I'm the weakest human being. There's no possible way I'll survive 90 days in that place. I'm like, oh, the, you'll do 60 days if you do a day. You know, that's it. They won't keep you the full 90. I'm like, I don't want to do a weekend. No, nah, no. You don't understand. If they're not like, hey, day. I'd be freaking out. So... This is the thing. You've got this many hours. You got to go take the test. So you have to make a choice. We had people calling, <laughs> telling oh, us. We had people at work, and like you got some people like, listen, this is what you do. You go buy this product, buy this, do this. Or chug this. Someone or... else is like, listen, you got to go get the urinator. You mm-hmm. know the thing because they're going to watch you take mm-hmm. the test. Mm-hmm. A guy that we work with, who we still work with to this day, I won't say his name. Just an old school guy, been in radio forever. Love this dude. And he's like, listen, Slim, tell you what you. He's out there smoking. He's like, tell you what you do. I've had to do this before. What you do is you're just gonna you're gonna go pee as much as you can right now. Get that all out of you. Then you're just gonna go drink, drink as much Dasani, every bottle of water in that goddamn building. You're gonna drink it all. Yeah, you want. And then you're gonna pop all these multivitamins because they're gonna tell you. You said Molly. (laughs) Pop all these multivitamins because they're gonna tell you if it's clear they they won't take it. Right? Mm -hmm. He's like, so I got a bunch of multivitamins back there. You just take a bunch of it, drink all that water, you'll be good to go. There'll be nothing in there. They won't find a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that actually sounds like a decent. Option here, yeah, it's okay. The only option, really. Well, then you got the urinator. That's the only sure. guaranteed or your money back. Yeah, but then they're, you got to the try and pull that off in front of someone, right? But it was guaranteed. I mean, literally, like that's the only one that says, "Hey, we're the only ones that guarantee this works." If you don't get caught, you've right, seen it. It right, works. Right. So, uh, but then the other options were these like detox things. Mm-hmm. So we also had a friend that had done a lot of advertising with us over the years. that owned a head shop, and he's like, "Look, man, you know, I got a lot of this stuff. I've got there's a product that people swear by." So it's like, all right, this is the moment of truth because I only got so many hours. So I went and, and bought this stuff. Now, it was like, I think I paid $65. It was the size of a Gatorade bottle. Okay. I've and, used one of those before. And it said, now, the, everything at the time, by the way, advertised, no gold seal. I guess that must have been something that used to be in these drinks okay, that, they could that then they started for. testing for. And okay. they said, basically, gold seal counts as a positive now. Okay. So everything, when I went there, said, you know, no gold seal. So it said, you drink this thing. And this is what really freaked me out. You drink the bottle. Then you go fill up the empty bottle with water. And drink one bottle of water, and then don't drink anything else. Okay. I'm like, that's all I'm allowed to have? Because I'm thinking, I need to get a bunch of water. Right, right, Nope, you drink the drink, then fill it with water, drink that, then nothing else. Then you have to wait half an hour, 
And then it was like, you've got a three-hour window. Wait for that half hour, and then you've got a three-hour window. So uh, someone that I worked with, the, the boss from promotion, she drove me. She's like, all right, so this became this big team okay. effort. Yeah. Keep Slim out right. of jail. Right. And she's like, all right, uh, you know, I'm going to drive you there. So, you know, because I know you're nervous, I need you wetting yourself. So she drives me to the thing, and I took the test. And, I, and as I'm doing, I'm like, why did I do this? Right. I chose the worst like you're option. Going to jail. I bought a thing for sixty-five dollars right. at a head shop. Right. This is ridiculous. This is there's no way it's going to work. And I wasn't like a huge pothead, but I had been smoking. I had smoked as recently as the night before. Okay. He'd made that comment. So, yeah. so I had been Same smoking. Same situation I was in. Yeah, I had yeah. been smoking, and right. I knew it was in my system. And uh-huh. I'd been looking up and like, okay, the the least amount of time it will stay in your system, depending on body fat and all that, is a few days. Well, I didn't even have a few days, so I mm. knew. I was going to come back positive. So I, I use this drink. I don't remember exactly how long I had to wait. Oh, I guess what it was was I'm expecting a call from my PO. I never get it. Now, once a month, I had to check in because this was supervised probation. Mm-hmm. Well, I hadn't heard anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to probation that month, Man, and I'm like, here we go. I've got, hanging over I've got my money order. That's my whole life. There's always <laughs> something hanging over my head because I refuse to deal with things. So I go to Quick Trip. I get my money order. I go in there, and I'm like, all right, they, I don't know. She might be arresting me. I'm not exactly right, sure this right. works. And I sit down, you know, she calls me over and I hand her my money and she says, uh, oh, by the way, your drug test came back negative. Uh, and I said, oh, okay. And I said, yeah, I knew it would, but you know, I don't know how <laughs> convincing I'm being, but as, I mean, the, my body language must've just been such a drastic change because suddenly like my legs are spread, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> my old PO, uh, we had an understanding about the difference between Reed and Slimfast, and maybe you and I need to have that conversation. And she looks at me and she goes, she goes, we don't. And I said, okay. And All so right, then cool. I left. And that was it. Yeah, but I got out of it. I don't know how that happened, but those those gods, it's like the same thing with you. Know, There's no way that should have worked. No. You know, for me, I can, I can accredit it to a $65 bottle of magic juice yeah yours who knows so no maybe idea. there's just someone bigger out there no watching idea. out for us it's the church of yo yo all right i think you'll debate this good uh i saw these threads where people were saying all right we th- we're looking at the biggest uh, celebrity the biggest actor of each decade now i don't know a lot about old movies okay. so you go back to like the silent era and stuff okay whatever charlie chaplin i know was sure. obviously huge so then as it moves along, you got Clark uh, Gable and Joan Crawford. Okay. For the 40s, Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn. For the 50s, John Wayne and Marilyn Monroe. Okay. 60s, Paul Newman, Aubrey Hepburn. Okay. 70s, Burt Reynolds and Diane Keaton. You know, the, the Burt Reynolds <sighs> thing is crazy because I was born in the 80s, so I didn't realize what a huge celebrity Burt Reynolds was until I was much older like honestly only within the last 10 years i think have i learned about what a huge celebrity he was i've heard older people talking about when he came on a talk show what a big deal it was burt reynolds is well yeah come on and he show. was also like i wasn't in a he paid pose for playgirl he did playgirl yeah like he did a lot of stuff he and was he had huge. A huge like where he lived owned a ton of land had all the stuff i mean he was a huge huge movie star to me as a kid i thought he was you know smoking bandit and then i saw him in uh your favorite movie, Snow Cone. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. And I thought, oh, that's nice. They brought Burt Reynolds, that kind mm-hmm. of B-actor back. They said in back. the 80s it was her? Who? Uh, Diane Keaton? So, yeah, they've got Burt Reynolds and Diane Keaton in the 70s. In the 70s. Well, she, then, she was like a Woody Allen star, right? Well, they were married, weren't they? Or no, who am I thinking of? No, You're I'm thinking, thinking of, of the, uh, uh, what's her name? Carrie. Was, yeah. I mean, Sissy I know Spacek. she was in Annie Hall, but. Is he Spacek? No, that's not right either. Is it? I don't think that's oh, right. Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow is who I'm, yeah, thinking, I'm of. thinking of. Diane Keaton, though, I feel like is you know just a very famous 
I'm looking at our movies in the 70s, though. I mean, it's not. So for the 80s, because now, I mean, 70s, I've watched quite a few 70s movies. She can't be the biggest female star in the 70s. There's no way. Well, Google and see what other uh, people say. Because for the 80s, they've got Harrison Ford. Okay. Okay. And then they don't really have a woman up there. They they said Molly Ringwald potentially because of those movies. And I'm like, okay, I mean, those movies were huge. Does that make her the biggest actress, you know, well-known household name of the 80s? It's totally possible. I just never would have guessed that that would be it. For the 90s, it seems more obvious. They've got Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. Yep. For the aughts, they've got Tom Cruise and Angelina Jolie. Okay. Okay, Tom Cruise had a good decade. We did the Mission Impossible movies and sure. War of the Worlds and all yeah. that. Then for the tens, they've got Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and Jennifer Lawrence is who they have as the actress, which that could be. I don't know. She won a lot of awards. She was in a lot of big movies. Yeah. Kind of right? surprising. Yeah, but it's maybe it's because it's recent. We just don't think about it. We don't realize yeah. until you you look back with some perspective and say, yeah, that person. I guess was I can't think of someone who like is the more more famous. Choice. Right for the yeah. tens, I, I don't know. But did you find? Other lists, Lazo, what some Yeah, said well, there? I mean, I just have, this says the top 30 female stars of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Number one is Jane Fonda. Mm. Okay. Which makes more sense to me. Sigourney Weaver. That seems Kathleen like- Turner, Deborah Winger, Sally Field, Shirley MacLaine. Those all sound Sissy Spacek, Jessica Lange, and then they get to Diane Keaton. And I think all eight of those are bigger. I've got, one person has Carrie Fisher was as the Was it 80s or actress. 70s Diane Keaton was? Uh, oh, she might have been 70s. 70s. Okay, yeah, so they had Diane Keaton in the 70s. This list has Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher as 80s. Mm. But I mean, yeah, Star I Wars was huge. I think Jane but, Fonda out yeah. of there, though. Right, that's... Yeah. But would, was Jane Fonda more 70s or 80s? I don't even remember. I, don't, I can't think of that many Jane Fonda movies. But you said Sigourney Weaver. She was huge, mm-hmm. right, after Alien. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, Kathleen uh, Turner, right, that did mm-hmm. Romancing the Stone and all those like kind of... Uh, whatever they were, rom-coms, I guess. She was a big star in the 80s. But it seems odd that she would have been the biggest. Sigourney Weaver, if you said that, I would go, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. But I wish someone could put, put together like some actual data and say, Goldie here's Hawn. how much money they made. Goldie Hawn sounds like a good answer to me. In the 70s, they say Goldie Hawn, Olivia Newton-John. I'm going to go with Olivia Newton-John. Everything she was in was... What else was she in? I only yeah, know, I know Greece. Yeah, it's I only Greece. know Greece. But I'm not... I'm not great with older movies, especially if you get back into the 70s. There's a lot of movies I know are pretty famous I that I never saw. I can't movie she's in besides Grease. But, so I mean, people could debate this. Meryl Streep of the 70s? Faye well, Dunaway? That, Meryl Streep. I think you said Sally Meryl Field. Meryl Streep could be any generation. I think Sally Field could have been in yeah. that list, Jody too. Foster? Jody Foster. Jody Foster. That's a good 80s They answer. have Olivia Newton-John at four here. Okay. Yeah, I feel mm. like... Though most of those actually seem like better answers to me than Molly Ringwald. Mm. Molly Ringwald was famous. Goldie I Hawn's it, three. Goldie Hawn was huge. Linda Carter, too. Oh, Linda Carter. Number, oh, Linda number one, Farrah Fawcett. Mm. Farrah Fawcett, okay. But that was more TV, that I seems, think. Yeah, I, I don't know. So my question then, after seeing these, is who do you think the funniest people were starting in the 80s? Oh, that's a good question. The funniest p- people of the 80s, 90s, Aughts, and I guess you could do tens as well. Who's the funniest? So mm. for the eighties, you've got Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd. You know the people that were getting paid a lot of money to these big Eddie movies. Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Those are those are the big comedy yeah. stars of, of 
that decade. Yeah. So 80s feels like it's fairly easy to... Oh, you got Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, good. He might I mean, be more of a 90s. Are going to stop, not mention Richard Pryor, or is we just going to well, give him we were 70s? Talking, we were talking movies. He did do he quite did a all few those movies. movies yeah, but Gene Wilder yeah, right and everything. Yeah. He did a ton of stuff. I don't know. Like, Hear No Evil, See No Evil, and I uh, can't think of the other one. Oh, and Stir Crazy. Were those late Silver 70s Street. or were those 80s? Yeah, I'm not sure. Did some of those come out in the 70s? I'm going to go Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy seems like a good one. I like Eddie Murphy a lot. Um, Chevy Chase was huge Chase for the 80s. Great. I mean, yeah. the, every big comedy movie... It seemed like Chevy they wanted Chase to get him Bill in. Murray. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Bill Murray. Bill Murray, I think, though, you could start to make the argument for the 90s because he was kind of... Sure. But for me, 90s... I th- So who did we go with? Did you just do 80s on? So starting with the 80s, funniest uh, actor of that Ooh, decade. John Candy's a good one. Oh, John Candy. Yes, that's, that's an a, obvious I one. I love John Candy. So the funniest of the 80s. I think it's Eddie Murphy's be, a good answer. I mean, is 70s, is that Richard Pryor? Because I mean... I don't know. We started in eighties. I, I think of Richard Pryor is right there at the turn of the decade because he was in that stuff in the late seventies and early eighties. I don't know if some of those movies came out in the seventies. Chad 70s. and Josh said nineties is easily Jim Carrey. That's what I was going to say. Nineties Jim Carrey owns. I mean, he dominated it. It's got to be Jim Carrey for the nineties, whether you love him or hate him. Chris Farley. I mean, he was getting paid like twenty million a, yeah. a movie there after only doing a few movies. Chris Farley, but he only really got the one movie out. Yeah, there was Black Sheep. Yeah, you know. But he died so young. Yeah, but that's an And so early in his career. Yeah, that's true. But we're kind of talking movie stars, like funniest movie stars. Sure. Uh, for the aughts, it's got to be Will Ferrell, right? Probably, yeah. And then I think for the tens, people start to make the argument of Seth Rogen. I think Seth Rogen. That's and who but I would go he's to also aughts, though, because you've got Superbad and Pineapple Express being, I think at least Superbad was like 2006, right? So is Seth mm-hmm. Rogen funny? You, Will Ferrell has to be somewhere. Well, I think Kevin Hart has got to be up there, too. Kevin Hart, I has think, might be the 10s. so tens. many movies. I think That's he might I'm be saying. the 10s. Yeah. yeah. For the 10s, I think Kevin Hart's got to be... He's definitely up. I mean, he's probably the overall the, most well-known. Yeah. When they're doing those big, high-budget, or big-budget comedy movies, he, they want him in it, it seems like. And if he's in a comedy, it's a big deal. You know, it, it, it reminds me of, like, in the 90s with Jim Carrey. Ooh, Adam Sandler's good for the 90s. Adam Sandler's yeah. a good 90s one, too. But just Jim Carrey seems like, you know, he was a lot bigger. I mean, if you go yeah. with personal preference, it could be whoever you want. Sure. All I know is Will Ferrell has to be somewhere, and I don't know whether to put him in the aughts, or the, because you got Seth Rogen doing his thing, too, and Seth Rogen kind of started aughts and went into the 10s. So. With, with Anchorman and Old School, I mean, yes. you got to go Will Ferrell. Yeah. So I'd say Will Ferrell, and then maybe you give Seth Rogen second place in the 10s, or maybe just move, or the aughts, mm-hmm. or maybe just move up to the 10s. But you're right, Snowcone. I think Kevin Hart has to be... Most prolific, most well-known, probably the, highest paid. Yeah. He's become the biggest yeah. uh, of the aughts. It's like him and The Rock. Right. The right now, he might, he might be yeah. the biggest of the 20s, is the way things yeah. are going. Who yeah. knows? Who's your pick, Lazo? Do you think Will Ferrell... Well, I'm still stuck on the 80s because I can't believe we just dismissed Richard Pryor. Who dismissed so Richard I was Pryor? I didn't dismiss him. I just I mean, don't know exactly when that stuff came out, I was saying. Well, Bustin' Loose was 81, Some Kind of Hero, The Toy. That was a horrible uh, movie. Brewster's Millions, Critical Condition, Moving. Uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil was 1989, Harlem Nights. Okay. I do like that movie. I feel like the 80s was owned by Richard Pryor. He probably owned the 70s, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, 70s, I, that would be, if you said that, I was like, okay, I, I believe that. Eddie Murphy, I feel like, with Beverly Hills Cop and 48 Hours, yeah. and he was such a huge SNL star, and his yeah. stand-up specials were huge, yeah. that you make a good argument for uh, Eddie Murphy. Chevy Chase, they put in, 
he he felt like the Will Ferrell of that decade, for putting sure, him Mark. in those he in those everything. roles yeah. for everything. When was, was Caddyshack though? Uh, like eighty one. I want no. Okay. It might have been seventy. Might have been seventy nine. He feels like he might have been in the seventies to me. Well, certainly like, SNL. Right, that was yeah. late seventies. He was only there for a season. But then when they started putting him in all those movies after Caddyshack, most of that stuff. When you think Chevy Chase, you think eighties. I think, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So who who's your favorite? Richard Pryor for the eighties as funniest movie star. Yeah, I mean, his I stand up was obviously the best. Mm-hmm. Right, but mm-hmm. I, I I've I only really like a few of his movies. I do like the Gene Wilder movies quite a bit. Yeah, they're great. So for nineties, I know you're not a Jim Carrey fan. No. So who do you put for nineties? Adam Sandler probably. Yeah. Ooh, Ronnie Dangerfield is good. Yeah, but you know how many that. movies did he do? Yeah, he, I mean, not he a did ton. Two, three or four thereafter. I don't know. Well, a couple of them might have been in the early '90s, like Ladybugs yeah, and Little Nicky. <laughs> Little Nicky, yeah, that's right. That <laughs> might have been the last thing he I was think in. Was huh? The last one he did. But I would, I think Lazlo. I would assume Lazlo would say Adam Sandler for the '90s, probably. Like if I mean, gonna... I'm looking it up just to see who was you know making stuff because you forget. I mean, Adam Sandler's hard to beat in the 90s, right? He's great. I go Jim I Carrey, Jim but Carrey's, but some people don't yeah. like Jim Carrey. But I don't love Jim Carrey stuff. Yeah, I think those early movies, Dumb and Dumber is... And we're talking about guys, we're not, you time. know, we're leaving Carlin out, right? Because he he's into TV, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He was in we're that, doing stand-ups uh, then, for dogma, sure. But yeah, he has some small roles and stuff. Yeah. But as far as funniest movie stars... yeah. You know, and a lot of them were stand-ups. It seems like they were all either stand-ups or on SNL before they became movie yeah. stars. It kind of seems to be the trajectory. I think you made a good case for Eddie Murphy, Snow Cone. But I got to I'll go Chevy Chase for eighties when he was at his best. Fletch, and Fletch lives oh, and great, yeah. vacation and Christmas vacation and yep. I got to yeah, go nineties. You got to go Adam Sandler. You go Adam Sandler. Okay, so then for the aughts. It's Will Ferrell. It's got to be Will Ferrell. It's got to be. so many. Old school. Anchorman. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Brothers, Elf. What yeah. about Vince Vaughn? Was that, he was hitting it in Swingers and made in the right, 90s. and John Favreau. What about that crew? I mean, they were, that was a little more, I don't think of them as like, yes, it was funny. Yeah. But they weren't like over the top comedies. And, yeah. and I feel like he only had, Vince Vaughn only had a couple of really iconic roles, right? Swingers was huge. Yeah, it was I think huge. that was his first. That would have been the '90s. Yeah, I think for 2000s you do Will Ferrell, then I think Seth Rogen in the 10s. So you think Seth Rogen for the 10s? I do. Yeah. Okay, so I put mean, Seth Rogen in the Kevin 10s. Kevin Hart, and then Kevin Hart 20s. Probably 20s. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, it is 2023. If we're going most popular, not to say the ones I like the most, but I think the most popular overall. Yeah. I think that's. I think those are the three. Uh, if you're going ones that you like the most, Snow Cone, you mm-hmm. like Will Ferrell the most, right? From the aughts. I don't know, I have to think about it. Are you a huge Seth Rogen fan? Yeah, I like him a lot. But you, do you like him as much as you like Will Ferrell? Seth Rogen at his best versus Will Ferrell at his best. I don't know. Seth Rogen seems like you want to watch his movies. He seems like a cool guy. You want to hang out with him. He's easygoing. Yeah. He's always laughing and stoned. He seems great. But as far as like just hilarious movies. Yeah, but I don't go back and watch those Will Ferrell movies very much. They were When they came out, they were you know legendary. They were huge. But I don't go back and watch them much oh, now. Well, that's what I do. I know I've probably can. seen Old School about a trillion times. I know Get Hard was get tens, hard. but... Bring it up every day. Man, oh, man. Snow Cone and I totally ignored that movie. It looked dumb to me. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> the reviews weren't great, and then I saw it. I was like, this is one of the funniest I things I've ever seen. I think you guys are... Um... But Snow Cone with Kevin Hart for the 20s, that's a good call. It has to be. Yeah. I think He's you guys dumb. are just completely just missing Owen Wilson. 
Owen Wilson. <laughs> I'm being honest. Why are you laughing Owen at Owen Wilson? Wilson? <laughs> what the hell? The Church, the church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Why'd you say it was full of Ashley? I'm talking to my computer. It's my God. locking up on me. Sorry, Snowcone. I wasn't talking to you. Okay. I like your Misfits shirt, by the way. Hey, thank you. Uh, Name four songs. I can't. Science, Laszlo. Do you believe in science? Like what kind of science? You know, like scientists doing scientific things. What do you mean, believe in it? You know, like uh, that science can help make a better world, and that I think science it can, can help us understand are, the world and how it works. False science, sure. Well, trust me, that's not going to be an issue here. You're not going to think that this is false science. I don't think, but science can do all kinds of things, right? I mean, it can cure diseases. I hated. It science can tell us about our history, stupid. sure. But good thing someone else liked it, right? And then I they guess. can do the science, and then we can go. Uh, reap the benefits of their science. It's handy, you know. I mean, look around us. These headphones, this thing, this board, whatever it's science. doing. Yeah, it's all science. Somehow I'm they got sure all the answers. There's a bunch of scientists back there in the corner I office that are back engineers, there doing science. Scientists. It's basically science. I don't think so. And they know how science stuff works. They're I'm not damn, sure. damn close. Well, science normally busies itself trying to answer questions about the mysteries of the universe or help human beings, or I guess you know, life itself prosper, right, and get along. And sometimes it can also be fun, and this is an example of science being fun, because science, Laszlo, has determined, once again, the most beautiful woman on Earth. Remember how they started doing this a while back? They would use, like, face symmetry. They would take this analysis, and and then they had, like, plastic surgeons who got involved and explained what makes someone uh, beautiful. And I think a lot of it had to do with how symmetrical your face is. Which, I mean, that makes sense, I, I guess. That's why maybe you don't like a picture of yourself, because it looks backwards. But so the more symmetrical the face tends to be... Uh, well, I beautiful. think you look like Machine Gun Kelly. You're saying that because I literally said earlier that I don't feel like I look like him anymore. My body, if you admit I had to take my sweatshirt off, and you guys have to admit that I am looking less like Machine Gun Kelly now. My body is look looking... Good. It's looking more like, like maybe like Steve Zahn or something without a shirt. I don't know exactly who it would be, but it's not... Look. Yeah, I think you look good, man. Yeah, but it used to be great. it used to be, what? you know, shredded? Not shredded, but you know like thin. You know like that kind of prison thin, you, you know? Think you have a gut now? You don't have a gut. Yeah, no, you look good. I'm saying it looks like kind of soft and kind of pasty. It looks a little pasty. And I there's like a mold, but you know, you don't go out a lot. The Berkeley Police Department has issued an Amber Alert for a child abduction that occurred at 6242 Tyndall Drive, St. Louis, Missouri, AT 1.58 p.m. on June 27, 2023. Abducted was T-E-R-R-Y-J-A-E Rhodes, black female, age 11. Abducted was King Rhodes, black male, age 5. Suspect is believed to be an adult black female. The victim... T-E-R-R-Y-J-A-E Rhodes, is a black female, age 11, 5 feet 3 I-N-C-H-E-S, 115 P-O-U-N-D-S, black hair, brown eyes. Victim King Rhodes, is a black male, age 5, 3 feet 4 inches, 40 P-O-U-N-D-S, black hair, brown eyes. 
Victims were taken from a residence by an unknown adult black female. Please call 911 or Berkeley Police Department at 314-527-3311 if you have information pertaining to this alert. Determine who the most beautiful woman in the world is again. By the way, Did don't worry. We also have most beautiful bald man, so we'll get to that later. Okay. But most beautiful woman, there's all these things that go into it, and like I said, they talk to uh, plastic surgeons and other doctors, I guess, and talk about how to perfectly arrange a face, like if you're going to create one in a lab and what it takes. I don't know if I agree with all this or not, but here they are, the top 10 most beautiful women in the world. Yeah. The first one, did you watch Squid Game on Netflix? Because I did not. No, I didn't. Her name's Ho Young Jung, and I don't. I'm not familiar with her. It's H O. I had to look her up. I mean, I saw her. H O Y E O N. Ho Young Jung. Jung. Yep. Uh, Squid Game. So her face, according to this okay. thing, is 89 percent perfect. It's actually 89.63 percent perfect. The next one is an Indian actress. I was. I was also not uh, familiar her with. Her I'm not is- sold on Ho Young Jung. Really, I can see how this. I mean, I see says, it. Yeah. Why? But it's yeah. not my thing. Like right off the bat, not my thing. The Indian actress, uh, and you know, I'm sure I'm pronouncing these wrong, but Deepika, it's D E E P. Padukone, huh? Yep, Padukan. that's her. Yep, Padukone. P- Padukone, I thought maybe. Okay, Padukone. I get that. She's at ninety-one point two two percent. That's real. Now, number eight, you know, Kim Kardashian, ninety-one point two eight percent, which is interesting because honestly. If we're going with uh, Kardashians here, I think I like the sister better. Mm. You know, the half sister. I don't know. Her face is. Something. It's something. I mean, they're all very pretty, but that half sister model. What's her name? That's either Kendall or Kylie. Samantha. Scott. Kendall nope. or Kylie. The one that doesn't have babies with Scott? Travis Scott. I don't know. It's one of the Jenners. You know Travis Scott. I know who. So that who is. is he having? Babies I don't know. With? It's either Kendall. or She's Kylie. very pretty too. Don't get me wrong. I just I prefer the. It's the other one, one of those two. She won't write me back, though, so it doesn't matter. Number seven is British model Mm -hmm. Jordan Dunn. She spells her name J-O-U-R-D-A-N. I don't remember seeing this person before. She doesn't look familiar, but she is very, very pretty. She's at uh, 91.39%. Right? I mean, she's she's pretty. Yeah. Ne- the next few, you're I like Kim know. Kardashian better, to be honest with you. But okay, the next I mean, few, science, you know, it's science. You can't argue science, right? I'm just saying, you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's fallible. So these next few, you're going to know. Number six is Taylor Swift. She's really? ninety one point six four percent. Really, she's very pretty. I don't although find I, her attractive. Although I think I like her legs. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I, I obviously her face is good, mm-hmm. but maybe overall I like her because she's got those. She does not look stunning to me. I think she's quite, quite stunning. Okay. Yeah. I you, mean, Shogun? Is she stunning to yeah, you? Yeah, she's pretty, but no, I wouldn't say like, stunning. Just compared to the other three no. that you just listed, uh, like to me, I'm not, no. not even in the same group. Oh, she's my favorite so far of those. Yeah, I like her. But again, it could be the full package. Those legs, I can't get off. Okay. Music. Taylor Swift uh, is number six. Ariana Grande, number five. I now, agree with that. You have to admit, Ariana Grande, from every angle, looks like a Disney... Princess, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Mm-hmm. She looks like CGI Disney princess that just isn't real life. And then you see her like on SNL and times where you know they can't be photoshopping it because it's not like they're going to take the time to photoshop every frame of every scene. And she just really doesn't have a bad angle. 
No. She, she's very, 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 very pretty. She's 91.81% perfect, according to this. Now, number four is Beyonce. Yeah. And aren't you that. into her, Snow Cone? I think she's pretty. Yeah. Or you just like her music? I think she's pretty. Okay, so I, yeah, thought, I think you're a big stunning. Beyonce fan. Beyonce, obviously, uh, not a surprise to be on the list. 92.44%. Bella Hadid is number three. Now, here's the thing about Bella Hadid. I get Google news stories about her constantly. I've never looked her up. <laughs> I keep telling it. I, show me less. Show me less. Google is convinced that I am a okay, Bella Hadid you're fan. Like her. Just give her a chance. I know. That's what they're doing. I'm like, look, I don't dislike her. I just don't care what the latest rumors are with her. I've never been interested. I've never looked it up. I'm not positive I know how she got her started, what she's famous for, who she's dated. But it won't stop showing me Bella Hadid stories. Then number two is Zendaya. She's yeah. at 94.37%. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Yeah. And then number yeah. number one. I mean, you can tell, like in in uh, Euphoria, when she's wearing like baggy pants and chucks, and they're trying to make it look like she's been strung out for weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And you're still like, "Wow, you're beautiful, right? Like you're stunningly beautiful." She is. Yeah, I mean, like just naturally, yeah. like you're stunning. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, same with Ariana Grande. Same with all these women, for that matter. But yeah, now the the number one this year, I'd never heard of her. She's all over the news today because I think people have been looking her up because she won this thing. Her name's Jodie Comer. She's a British Jody. act. Comer, C O M E R, or maybe it's Comer. I don't know Comer. Uh, she's an English English actress. And the shows that she was in, I looked it up, and I have not seen. She does not look familiar to me at all. Mm-hmm. Are you guys looking at her now? Yeah, yeah she does her. look familiar. I don't know why, she's though. I mean, she's Ryan beautiful Reynolds. on What movie? She's in Free Guy, it looks like. Oh, that's where I know oh, her from, then. I okay. I made it through part of that. Was she the main, I have no main idea. squeeze? That movie was good. You that's didn't like that movie? That's one where he's in a video game? He's an NPC. Yeah, I it's watched like part you. of it. You think you'd love it? I watched part of it. You uh, like it? She's, I don't know. I just I must have gotten bored because I turned it off. But Jodie Comer is number one. 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. You'd think you'd love it. Jodie Comer. She is very pretty. You know, yeah, she is. I like that French girl from uh, the Quentin Tarantino movies. You know, mm-hmm. She's very pretty. I don't yeah, know I like her name. Too. Who would you put on the list? Like, if you're just saying stunning, you would think that science would say this woman is perfect or damn near. Who do you think they left off the list? Is there someone that comes to mind? You're... you're, you're you know, ne- next to godliness, perfect oh, face. Your girlfriend. <laughs> what a oh cock. my god! What a girlfriend! Cock. My god. Got he is a cock. <laughs> I don't even like to be in a room with him. It's uncomfortable. Just, man. I want to leave. Just push the button. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.